0: Okay, here we go. The Planet, Planet Show. Street. He's about to get
1: crazy and wild. Stay for a while. Don't touch a radio dial. The Planet Kicking it back, sports talk. Listen to that and stay tuned for some giggles and last ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> welcome to the Planet Mikey Show.
0: Yes, welcome everybody to episode 37. I'm Johnny Dickshot, former major leaguer from 1936 to 1945. You might remember me. And if not, you can Google me. Johnny Dickshot, former Major League Baseball player. Seriously. Google me. Google me. People who search for me, by the way, also search for Dick Pole, Rusty Kuntz, Cannonball Titcomb,
2: and Pete LeCock. Do you know what uh, Johnny Dickshots, or your nickname is? Ugly. Ugly? Uh, how, we, how do I not know my own nickname? I'm ugly. How terrible
0: is that? Ugly Dickshot, baby. Sounds like a bad porn film on black and white 8mm.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Ugly dick shot. Yeah. Uh welcome to the what I like to call the tragic carpet ride. <gasps> <gasps> It's the Planet Mikey podcast, and Johnny Dickshot filling in for Mikey today. And Ben Kitchen is here as always, mm-hmm. and of course the wonderful Bill Smith, the only guy that I've ever really met who everybody likes. Oh, I know, isn't that amazing? It's weird.
4: I have that effect you on. You have
0: no enemies. I don't
4: know what it is. So I have a couple. Uh, I don't think so. Yeah, they're in sales. <laughs> Are they? <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs>
0: Was one of them Johnny Dickshot? Johnny Dickshot. Uh, we got a big show tonight. Uh, it's uh, when are we taping this? We're taping this on Tuesday, the 6th. It, uh, it drops the 8th, right? Right? Correct. That's right. Yeah. Which is, by, by the way, coincidentally, is when Ben Kitchen's second testicle will finally drop after 34 <laughs> years of waiting. Bam. It will? <laughs> oh my God, I have something to
2: look forward to Thursday. Yep.
0: We are sponsored by Joe Fish, my favorite seafood restaurant in North America. In fact, I, since I've never been to South America, i got to go with the whole entire fucking world. I do. Joe Fish is great. Uh, MK is my favorite waitress. She's awesome. She came to my wedding. Uh, Chef Jay makes the food sometimes and if not, tells other people how to make it. He's one of the finest chefs. Jimmy Dietz, the owner. And in North Andover and North Reading, it's Joe Fish. Go there. When you go there, you tell them you're a friend of Mikey's podcast. Maybe they get a free appetizer. I, don't, I'm like, I can't promise that. <laughs> but they have really good ones. Uh, at Joe Fish, when are we going to go up there and have a a podcast dinner? We could do the podcast from Joe Fish's.
2: We could, yeah. but I mean, no, 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 no too much no. work for you, Ben. No, it's it's oh, it's horrible. You know, Opie started a podcast. Opie and Anthony. Oh, you
0: mean live oh, live
2: podcasts? Don't say Joe Fish is horrible because we know. No, no, no! It's a great restaurant, but doing a podcast live from a restaurant is a horrible (laughs) idea. It sounds like absolute dog shit. I can't believe you'd even entertain that. How many times did you have to do remotes at a restaurant? millions. Millions. Hated it. The greatest bar. We did it for like
0: a half a year down there, and all I did was get shit faced. Well,
2: then again, you know that was radio. This is different.
0: It's a podcast, right? So the, the clanking of dishes and the people walking yeah, by. Yeah. The background, the ambient sound. You I'm not grab not people over anymore. and you say, hey, how are you? What's your name? Where are yeah. you from? What kind of work do you do? How long yeah. have you done that? What got you interested in that sort of stuff? By the way, are those real? <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Um, we're also sponsored by my grandma's coffee cake, the best cake in the coffee cake in the world. And by the way, they sent me a pineapple coconut one. Mm. I asked them specially, can you send it right to my house? And they said, well, that's what we do, douche. <laughs> I said, okay. So they sent it to my house, and I swear to God, in one day and a half. You didn't bring any. The entire cake was gone. You didn't bring well, any. Well, it was gone. For us. My son Andy had about four pieces, and I had the rest. Oh, man. That was not, it was so good. Anyway, grandma.com And late, listen later in the episode for the phrase that pays. And if you hear the phrase that pays and you tweet us, at Planet Mikey. That's you have to follow at Planet Mikey. What happens then, Mikey? Then they win a cake. <laughs> we send one of those delicious cakes to them. You know, We've done that many times uh, in the past before. I was a little pissed off because twice I went to McDonald's this past week, you guys. Why? Do you ever go there? I do, occasionally. My son, Willie, has food allergies, and it's one of the few chains that is allergy safe, you know. So we, we take him to McDonald's regularly. I did not know that. And I was thinking, I got I got a burger. I got $6.39 for like a quarter pound. I don't remember the exact number, but it was something like that for a quarter pounder with cheese. And I decided, I'm going to go back and look. At in my short lifetime, because I'm still a young man, what what it cost for me when I was a kid to get? So, I the, remember going to McDonald's getting 15 cent burgers.
4: Well, yeah, <laughs> holy shit, no. you're
0: 50? That's right. Yes, they, well, in six, 1961, when when you were what uh, 40? <laughs> <laughs> that's right, I was. They were 61. Uh, 1961. A McDonald's hamburger was 15 cents. Wow. 19 for a cheeseburger. Ooh. So they added $0.04. Cents. Uh, French fries were $0.10. Cents. <laughs> and they were
4: great. They were the, the
0: best-tasting fries in the world. They were. And the drinks, you know, they had orange, Coke, and yeah. root beer. Yeah. Root beer. Yeah. $0.10, cents, $0.20 cents for a milkshake. Now, that same thing today would cost you 6 bucks. you know, for all that stuff. But in 1973, the Quarter Pounder, which I paid $6.39 for the other day, was $0.60. Cents. And Quarter Pounder with cheese was 70 can you imagine? Those were the days. We are so getting so screwed by this thing. Yeah. And it's because the stockholders have to make money. That's <laughs> <I> what <swear laughs> it's all about. So picky, stockhand is a greedy. <laughs>
2: well, this moment of old man rants <laughs> is brought to you by Geritol. Hey Ben, hey, ben. get Guess... off my lawn,
0: Ben. Uh, <sighs> I think, you know, some people have to find it to pee, and guys like me have to pee to find it. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's sad, but true. <laughs> All right, so I'm, a, I'm I'm eating a bag of oh, I'm eating a bag of Lay's potato chips the other day, and yep. I'm, I'm just because I'm bored. You know, you do it. You're in your bathroom. You look at the toothpaste container, and you you with these you the baked stuff. The, the baked potato chips. No, they're regular Lay's, and it yeah. says right on the on the bag. This, what great marketing people they have! It says right on the bag. It says. Lay's potato chips. And down below it says, it all starts with farm-grown potatoes. Oh. I'm thinking, wh- where, where the fuck else are they going to grow potatoes? On a farm? <laughs> what, in, in a, on a, a barge somewhere? In a hospital? Maybe, these are hospital-grown potatoes, you know. Or are they going to maybe, maybe grow them in the asses of Irish immigrants, what? or what? Oh, I, of course it starts from a farm-grown potato. Now
4: somebody sat there when they were coming that, up with slogans and their right. positioning. Somebody sat there. I have an idea. What is it, Johnson?
0: <laughs> Farm grown potato. Well, that's that's brilliant. But let's call them that right on the back. Right on the back. Right product. on the back so people can read it when they're eating our product. Give that man a raise. He said, so you know what the corn chip said to the uh, the you know what the, the battery said to the corn chip? Are these Lay's said, corn I'm ever ready if you're Frito-Lay. <laughs> 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 so, so I'm thinking about potatoes. This is why I have these cosmic things. They come to me in the same cycle. Yes. So, I'm thinking about this potato thing. The next morning, I'm listening to the radio, and I hear that Kevin Bacon got arrested at an airport. Why? Because they found a potato in his bag. Mm. He had tried to <laughs> smuggle a potato onto a... Pl- oh, let me give you the story. Kevin Bacon. It was a baked a potato? Bitch. A bacon potato. Dr. Kevin Bacon shared... <laughs> this is from CNN. A very reliable source. This, this wasn't W. If you're an asshole. Was oh. it a
2: cooked potato skin? Well, let me tell you the story, Ben. Sorry. Just be patient. Okay, go ahead.
0: He, Kevin Bacon shared a photo of a sweet potato officers flagged in his carry-on during a recent trip. So we went through the thing, and they saw it, and they said, what, is that a turd? Because that's probably what it looked like. Well, the... at least it wasn't in his shorts. He told the Tonight Show's Jimmy Fallon he just grabbed the spud without thinking so he could enjoy it after his five-hour flight. Oh. According to the TSA, it's perfectly fine to pack fruits and vegetables in luggage, but officers have the authority to inspect anything that appears suspicious. Mm. One of them must have thought the tater was a half-baked idea, in quotes, because CNN's clever when they write this shit.
3: Oh, God.
0: <laughs> Bacon joked about the incident and said he doesn't blame the officers for flagging the unusually shaped root. <laughs> One thing he didn't explain is how he's still talking about the potato. <laughs> right. It's called exactly. a, tu- a tuber. You get to the point where you've got to have that potato that bad, put it in your ass. <laughs> Which might be the last place they'd look for a sweet potato. That's right. So, anyway, I thought I'd pass that along to you. Thanks, Mikey. Uh, as a newsy type of story. That wasn't a WBZ. Um. No, no, that wasn't one I got from WBZ, Radio 1030, News Radio, Boston. I got that from CNN. That's beautiful. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, we're going to have it. You know what we're going to do in, in a moment here? I think we should call Bill. Here's why. This is episode 37. We should call the spaceman. Ask him what the fuck is going on with the Red Sox pitching staff. Can in fact, right should now? we call him
4: now? I'll
0: call him right now, call God, Bill, Bill Lee, by the way, uh, made his debut. On the Boston Red Sox, 1969, which is 50 years ago. And he's the only guy who made his debut 50 years ago uh, in the major leagues who's still pitching today. (laughs) He really is. Oh, Ben, are you getting some water? I hope he's bringing in some water. Wouldn't that be great, Smitty, if he brought us some water? That would. Hold on. Uh, Yeah, 50 years ago, Bill Lee made his debut on the Boston Red Sox. And... um, and the rest is history, as they say.
4: Uh, yeah, is, this, uh, is this Spaceman Bill Lee?
1: I'm afraid so.
4: We're live,
0: we're live on the podcast, and we, we were just re- remarking that it was 50 years ago that you became a member of the, the big club, the Boston Red Sox. 50 years ago, Bill! Yes. I know, <laughs> I know.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: what, do you got a party going on over there?
1: yeah I got a party. I got a whole bunch of people we're all sitting around watching this team called the Red Sox. yeah
0: well, but they
1: really suck <laughs> <laughs> well that's part of
0: the reason we we call you tonight not just to congratulate you on 50 years since you became a Red Sox player yeah which is amazing unto itself but and the fact that you're still pitching but the the Boston Red Sox starting staff, all 80 million dollars worth of them, they're not pitching they're not pitching well. let's can I take them one at a time and you give me your expert
1: analysis? Yes, we can pick him apart one at a time, but Porcello threw really good yesterday, and uh, he filed the four-seamer. You know, he he went with the two-seamer. It's hard to elevate a two-seamer, and uh, he pitched well. I watched him pitch for pitch, and uh, he had that slow curveball. He hung one slider and gave up the home run, Uh, but he should have thrown that. When he throws that slow breaking ball away and gets it away, he's successful. So well, but overall,
0: though, he's like every other year. Every other year, he's either great or he sucks. And this is a year he's been terrible.
1: Well, they all came out of spring training. It's Nick Garfano's fault. You know, he went on and died on him. And ballplayers are like canaries in mine shafts. You know, miners are tough; they take canaries down with them. And if a canary gets a whiff of gas, they die. And that's what ball players are. They're the canaries in the mine shaft.
0: <laughs> you know, I was on an escalator one time behind this big fat lady, and I got a whiff of gas, and I almost died.
1: <laughs> I'm telling you, was... it's ball players are sensitive. They act like they're tough and everything else, but they're very sensitive. And their hitters are like piranhas. Well, when one of them hits, they all hit. Yeah, they're, you know, when one yeah, of them goes to sleep, they all go to sleep. Yeah, and bloodthirsty. Now they can't brunt the other day. I'm telling you. You know that uh, Chapman, the guy who got beaned and died? (laughs) Remember him in uh, 1920? He got beaned by Oh, I don't remember him, but
0: I heard the story, yeah. Yeah,
1: Yeah, he had 67 sacrifice hits in
0: 1919.
1: Wow. You don't hear that anymore. They don't play for one run. Well, no, he almost
0: almost sacrificed his life for that that bean ball, too. Uh, Let me ask you about a sensitive guy. You say how they're sensitive. David Price and this Eckersley story, you know, uh, he, he, he craps all over Eckersley on the plane. Eckersley, you know, comes back a little bit. Out of it and it's just this thing going on. But since he rekindled that Eckersley battle, uh, he's, he's like, what, uh, got a, an eight ERA? Uh, he's yes. he's one in so- seven lifetime against the Yankees. What's with this guy?
1: Well, what happened on the first thing? I remember on the plane he challenged Eckersley. Yeah. But what happened the second time? Where did that? What? How did that all happen?
0: Well, they did a piece on him. Chad Finn wrote a piece in the Globe about Eckersley. You know, talking about his career and all the different stuff. And they asked him obviously about the whole price feud. And Eckersley said, "You know, I really don't care about him. I don't think I'll probably ever talk to him again." But he didn't make a big deal out of it. Eckersley kind of just side sidestepped the whole thing, and then. All of a sudden, David Price calls a press conference to talk about Eckersley, you know, and, and ripping him again. I don't know why he's picking that fight, Bill.
1: Well, just because you call a press conference, they don't have to show up, do
0: they? <laughs> <laughs> well, they did, and they. I mean, this guy makes a million dollars a start, ten thousand dollars a pitch, and he's and Eckersley's in the Hall of Fame, and you know, with a hundred complete games and three hundred ninety saves. And why does he have to pick a fight with? And by the way, the thing that started the whole thing, Bill Eckersley talking about how Price was supposed to cover first on a ball hit to his left, and he didn't do it. That's all. And Eckersley even said, "I've done that." You know, he wasn't being right. overly critical but uh, these guys are such pussies
1: yes they are you know you could always tell the guy for Vanderbilt you just can't tell him much
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and the other lefties who you were talking I guess to uh, our friend Jim Hackett about Chris Sale what's going on with him with this guy here's a guy who looked like he was unstoppable for a couple of seasons and then all of a sudden now he's five and eleven what's up
1: He throws across his body. He's got a strained rotator cuff. Uh, He uses his momentum. And when he makes a mistake, when he slows down, it kind of sails into the hitter's strike zone, and they crush it. You know, he doesn't know how to pronate. And watch Kassler right here. He has beautiful mechanics. He doesn't throw across his body. He's got a good two-seamer. He's got a good changeup. He's got a pretty good breaking ball. And he's got a big red beard like Leif Erickson. <laughs> <laughs>
0: With probably less stuff stuck in it, though. Yeah.
1: You know? <laughs> I love it. You know, he's going right now. He, he has, the Trouble is he's having trouble finding home plate. He's gone three and two on a guy that he can't hit. All he's got to do is throw him a four seam fastball away. The guy's going to hit a fly ball to dead center field. Let's see what he does on the 3-2 pitch. There we are. We're watching all your pitchers right there. Eating coke. Here yeah, it is. Four-seamer right to Oh, in the middle. He crushed it. That's it's off double. the
0: wall. Yeah, it, He
1: didn't get it away from him. He, he looks know, like Grizzly
0: that, Adams out there.
1: Yeah, he does. But, I mean, my mother hits that pitch not quite as far. <laughs> well, yeah, he, he, right there, you got to throw a two-seamer down there. He just He threw that ball right down Broadway.
0: Not a good move. Yeah. By no, the way, for those didn't. for those of you listening to this podcast on Thursday, this was a game that happened on Tuesday night. <laughs> We're
1: talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This is Oh, he's off the bag. <laughs> wait, 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 wait! Oh, he did break contact right there. He broke contact.
0: Oh man, you know he, the, the true calling you should have had is you and you and Eck should be doing play by play on all these games. Oh, I know
1: Eck and I. Eck is my buddy. We're both from the Bay Area. We both see everything in you know way ahead of time. Eck, he's got his own language. You know, I feel bad for the pitching staff. But uh, one thing that really upsets me is this throwing across your body, picking up your back foot. Oh, my God, he is off the bag. I don't know.
3: (laughs) This is amazing. I hate
1: instant replay. Especially when it looks like you're tagging him on the ass and pushing him down. (laughs) The hey, umpire's watching the whole damn thing. They'll never overturn this call. So, you, but do you, you think it, they're d- they're screwed, they the Red gotta Sox? They to quit throwing across his body.
0: Yeah, well, because it's, it's clearly not the same picture. Uh, are the Red Sox done at this point, do you think, uh, as far as the playoffs, or do you th- do you still have hope for
1: them? Yeah, they're done.
0: Yeah, I think so, too. I, I hate to say that. I don't
1: that. think, hey, well, let's put it this way. They're a good ball club. Let's see what they're made of. If they come together, you know, and, but how's Sale going to change his mechanics and everything right now? Yeah. He's going to be this pitcher until he becomes Frank Tanana Jr., you know? And and is he going to make the transition?
0: The, remember, you Please. told me that Frank Tanana threw, uh, threw 90 in the 70s and 70 in the 90s.
1: That's exactly right. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: I remember you told me that about Frank Tanana.
1: I know. I could win at Fenway Park with my weak stuff.
3: It, well, you should know? give it a, because a twirl. Because I
1: pronate and get the ball away. I mean, they may hit a line drive up the middle and kill me, but that's a, just a consequence of being out there. You know? <laughs> with, but I don't mind dying at Fenway Park. Well, you know? on the
0: mound especially, that would be poetic justice for you. You've never left the mound.
1: No, I I agree. and you know? I've been playing really well, but... These guys are animals, you know. They're all up there. They're juiced. They're using metal bats. They got gloves on. They got body armor. Yeah. You know, everything's a little different. Yeah, it is.
0: Hey, congratulations on 50 years as a former Red Sox player. Should I tell these guys on the podcast the joke I told you about Sir Lancelot today?
1: They overturned it. He is out. You can see this tomorrow on your podcast. The guy lost his balance because he went into second – and did a push-up, and he was wearing high heel sneakers.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, get back to your party, my friend.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I tell you, I, <laughs> I'm still pitching. I went three for three on the weekend. I had two RBIs, and I had a Bill Buckner air, but it only cost us one run.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you should sleep well, well Good then.
1: luck to you, and thanks for calling. See you,
0: Bill. See Spaceman you Bill Lee. on the... <laughs> So this morning, he calls me. I'm, I'm driving in my Lyft vehicle, right, you know, because that's what I do now. I do it for fun now. I, I like it so much. He calls me. I tell him this joke about King Arthur and Sir Lancelot. You want to hear it? Yes. It's a little dirty. A dirty joke on the podcast? A little bit. It's blue. I'm working blue. So, uh, Sir Lancelot was, or rather, King Arthur was worried that Guinevere was cheating on him when he was out on the Crusades and stuff like that. And he had to go do some more Crusades. So he was really worried that she was cheating on him, very paranoid almost. So he talked to the royal. Uh, Gynecologist, and he had a uh, a guillotine, a guillotine or guillotine. How do Gullotine. you say Guillotine. Guillotine. Yeah. Guillotine installed in in uh, Guinevere's <laughs> vagina, basically, to make sure that if anybody messed around with his wife, there'd be you know hell to pay. There'd be like so, a vagina teen. Exactly. Yeah. So he had that installed by the royal, and then he went off on the crusades. He came back year, years later, and he had all of his knights of the round table line up in front of him and drop their pants. And every single one of them was penisless when he got back, except Sir Lancelot. He still had his junk. So he said, okay, off with their heads, the rest of them, kill them all. And then he, he said to Sir Lancelot, he goes, you're the only loyal knight of the round table, Sir Lancelot. I, I can't tell you how grateful I am. How can I repay you? And Sir Lancelot said,
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, Wait a Hold on.
0: That deserves a... Uh... Yes. Yeah, so. <laughs> anyway, that was my shelvan joke. I was telling Bill Lee that today and he laughed and of course we then we hung up. Okay, so here's the word of the day. I'm gonna see if Ben knows this. He's already looked at it, so you say- I haven't looked at it i I wanna see if Ben knows this? The well, word of the day. It's time now for the word
2: of the day.
0: Alacrity. Use it in a sentence or define <clears throat> please.
2: Alacrity. See, this is like it has, a new some, um, <laughs> Why don't you take 10 minutes to think about it? Some, you either know the word or you don't. No, it's one of those words where I'm like, oh, yeah, I kind of know that, but, but I can't ever it describe it. it in a, a sentence, it. and I'll let, I'll let you know if you're right. I, I don't know. I don't know. It, does it have to do? No, I don't know. Okay. Hold on. Bill came <laughs> to the answer
0: with alacrity. Alacrity. Uh, oh, you you well, there's it. two kinds of alacrity, actually. Here's one sentence. He may not be the most talented member of our team, but Mutt's alacrity <laughs> makes him very easy to work with. No. Uh, the alacrity with which the ca- class responded to the exam was suspicious given their usual sense of despair. Oh, that's mm. tough it's crime. either a
2: cheerful willingness. Yeah, I would have been
0: wrong. Or a prompt response. Mm. So, alacrity. Now, Ben. Yes, Mike? Your assignment for this week will be to y- use alacrity. In a novel, and come back with the novel, and we'll... <laughs> 170 pages. That's right. <clears throat> now, by the way, quickly, the palindrome of the week. I know that ben, I know Ben didn't get one this week, because I didn't say you have to have one next and week. And I ran through
2: all of mine last week.
0: Able was I. This is the phrase that pays, by the way. Right. The phrase that pays. Tweet this to at Planet Mikey and win my grandma's coffee cake. Tweet this. You ready? And it's a palindrome. Huh. Able was I, ere I saw Elba. Napoleon wrote this. Would you repeat the uh, palindrome (laughs) one more time? This is written by Napoleon. Yes. Able was I, ere I saw Elba. Thank you very much. By the way, speaking of mud... I've listened to W-E-I, I can't He's not on anymore. No. It's like the greatest thing ever. <laughs> the, he used to be on in the mornings. You know, oh, he's on again. And he switched the station to something else. And now he's not on. He's like doing my old shift where he's on before the Red Sox game for 10 minutes. And then everybody throws up and they, and they turn off the radio. Um, where is he? Where is Mutt? Let's get him on the podcast. Okay? I can bring some bananas. Um I listened to the Hillman Show. Have you guys listened to the Hillman Show? I've heard a little bit. It sounds like a like a Hillman Show, like the ones he used to do on AAF, really, kind of. Doesn't it? Like King of the Hill? There's no LB, you know, but... Hank
2: Hill? No. <laughs> Does anybody do a Hank Hill? Dang it, bu- I used to be able to... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dang it, Bobby. I can't really do it anymore. <laughs> That's not bad. <clears throat> um,
0: so I think, you know, Fitzy's funny and corny, like me. Yeah, well, like he's he's funnier than me, but he's awesome, just as corny. Awesome dude, Wiggy sounded good in there. Uh, Wiggy, Wiggy's always entertaining because he's such a an idiot, and yeah. I love him. <laughs> and he is. He's a, but he's he's smart. He's a smart idiot. You know, he doesn't sound particularly smart when he's talking, but the things he's saying are pretty smart. It's Wiggy logic. Yeah, he's fine. Yeah. And uh, and the woman I've never met. Danielle? Danielle? Danielle. Never met her. Yep. I don't think I have. If I have, I don't remember. She's a nice but girl. But it's a Hillman show moved over to – now, what struck me is that Hillman's already getting a straight A for uh, trade deal live reads. You know, he's got the friggin' garage door opener guy. He's got the guy that put the roof on his shack in Maine. You know, he's got all kinds of he... – by the way, he took over from Mutt doing the ED commercials. And I don't know that Hillman has a problem. I, Mutt probably did, but he, now it's Hillman doing the ED commercials, and the and it's uh, I think he's doing my pillow also, because you know what happened when Mutt was doing those commercials? They didn't sell one fucking pillow. Oh
4: God,
0: that's probably what
4: happened.
0: <laughs> anyway, uh, so it's <laughs> 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 stories from the road. We have on the road again. Harry we go. on the road, road again. I can't wait to get on the road again. <sighs> okay, so these are just random people I picked up, okay? You know, you, you guys should come with me someday. You, you believe the people I pick up. First of all, I drive a lot in Worcester. Yep. You guys ever been to Worcester? Been there once or twice? Yep. Holy shit. That city, there's more potholes in that town. Wor- Worcester is potholes city, and there's no pot in the holes. <laughs> That's the worst part about it. It's every left-hand turn sucks. It's forever to take a left. There's potholes on almost all the streets. There's a, just a lot of shitballs walking around in that town. Now, there are some very normal, nice, great people, but there are some real, 100% bona fide, certified shitballs in that town, and it is brutal. I mean, but the, I, let me first talk about the nice people I pick up. <laughs>
4: and I do. Oh, these are the, you're talking about the, some of the, um, the lift passengers. The
3: passengers. There. Oh, yeah. yes. I to, mean, a,
4: just to clarify that. No, stuff. no, 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 so, no. I just want to make and sure. And some of my so.
3: favorite
0: people from Worcester, like Patio's from Worcester. He's awesome. He's one of the most awesome people. I I've hate been. that guy. <laughs> you do not. <laughs> <I'm> just kidding. <laughs> so this uh, 7 a.m., I go, I go out early one morning. I couldn't sleep. I get up 6.30, get in the car. I'm going to drive around see if there's any lift customers out there. Right? 7 o'clock? I get this alert. I go over. I pick up this lady. She's at a fish and chips restaurant that, for some reason, is open at 7 a.m. I'm like, what? Who has that crap for breakfast? I don't know anyone that has fish and chips for breakfast. She gets in the car. She had taken the order to go, and I had to drive her, like, four miles to her house oh. while she's in the back of my car. What
4: did it smell like?
0: Fish oh. and she, chips. Was she eating it at the time? No, but she, the, bag, the whole bag oh. reeked, and I thought first, I didn't even look at the bag. I didn't know she had a bag. And I and just thought it was her.
4: In your beautiful car. <laughs> <So> <laughs> okay.
0: I didn't. Okay. I dropped her off. It took me. I had to roll all the windows down and drive for like five miles before it even dissipated. <laughs> the smell of fish and chips. Now, it's 7 a.m.,
2: right? No, that's not
0: good. Awful. Oof. It's like the blind beggar passing the fish market. Did you hear that one? <laughs> oh, God, no, Everyone's no. heard that. How's, no, no. how's business, ladies? Oh, God. Oh, you've already <laughs> heard. You already knew that one. So, then I'm driving down Manadnock Road, and I got one of these—you know—these flashbacks to my dad. My dad used to say stuff like, "I'd say, Dad, Dad, can we get an ice cream? He, I'll, I'll give you ice cream." It didn't make any sense. So, hey, yeah, that's what I want. Yeah. Dad, can we have some ice cream? I'll ice cream your head. <laughs> I, I, you know. <laughs> so I—I I referred back to my, you know, I turned down this road in Worcester called Manadnock Road, and I thought, all of a sudden, I flashed to my father. Manadnock Road. I'll, I'll knock your Manads. <laughs> you know, and I'm like. Where did that come from? Well, it came from my father, you know, who's long gone. Um, And then I started thinking about that whole potato thing I did earlier with the lace thing. And I said, you know, God. and I pulled over, grabbed some.
2: There's a potato palindrome for you. Sit on a potato pan Otis? Yeah, that's an
0: old one. It's a good one. That's a good one, though. Sit on a potato pan Otis. (laughs) (laughs) It's the same backwards and forwards, which makes it all palindromic. Uh, So then I... I pick up this woman the other day. She makes me wait. First of all, she had the wrong address. What town was this? uh? This was all in the greater Worcester area. I see. Okay. This lady gives me the wrong address, so I pull up in front of this house. It's not her house, and uh, so let's say it's number one hundred. And she really lived at one hundred six, but that was behind, and it was hard to find. So she gave me the number one hundred, so I'd get into the right. I get in front of the hundred, and the lady comes out, and she's leaving for work, and she sees me in the driveway. She goes, "Can I help you?" Like, you know, really mean. I said, I'm here. I'm a lift driver. I'm here. She goes, not for me, you're not. Okay? Then I get a text from the lady. It's, it's behind 100. So I pull around to the back at 106. I wait an extra, like, five minutes. You're supposed to only wait five minutes before you take off. Yeah. I waited 10. She comes out with her son, who's got an open juice drink and a, and a half-eaten piece of toast. Uh-oh. They pop him in the back, and she's all oh, rush, rushing, 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 and he's crunching and leaving crumbs and crap on my beautiful backseat, um, which I armor all daily. The grand marquee. <laughs> and I'm like, so yeah, my like, grand marquee, I do, I armor all that. I don't right. want people sitting in filth. Yeah. And this kid's back there going, doo, 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 eating this, you know, crumbs <laughs> and crap all over the backseat. And it's a two stop ride. I've dropped the kid at school, then take her to work. So the minute, oh. I, tu- the minute I turn around after dropping off the kid, and it's, this whole thing's taking way too long for four bucks. <laughs> 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 so I said, okay. And now we can take it away. And she's like, do you mind if I vape? I said, well, first of all, I vape. So I, I didn't care. But I didn't want to say that to her because she'd been such a pain in the ass already. Yep. I said, yes, I do. And stop eating in the car. No, I didn't say that. I let her vape. But I'm thinking to myself, this is what I got to go through for four bucks. I go through this whole family situation. You know, if I wanted to go through that thing, I I would talk to my own wife and take my own kids to school. (laughs) Time to raise your rates. Anyway, so that's a typical kind of a day in the life thing. But um, the the worst of all of these people was uh, I call the the guy Stinky Man. Stinky Man. Mm. He got into my car in uh, one part of Worcester. And the minute he got into the, the second he got into the car, I knew, this is a stinky ass guy. Oh, oh this is a stink bag. Oh. This is a bag of stink. This is a stink-o-rama. Uh This is what was the stink? This is it was a combination platter. It was like uh, I don't know. Did you ever use Pete Shepard's booth after an August uh, golf tournament? No, but I can imagine. <laughs> I can imagine. Well, it was.
3: Worse than dead wet cats. Worse than that,
0: (laughs) Stinky Man. Now here's the problem with Stinky Man. I don't know, you know, you know, guys. Okay, he wants to go. I said, Oh, great! It's only 1.2 miles. He wants to go across Worcester. Oh, I thought you were going to say, "Take me to." Then I hit every. (laughs) Then I I hit every light. Bus station traffic. Cops stopping traffic for. What was the outside temperature that day, Mikey? It was hot as hell, and it took me. To go one point two miles, it took me like nine minutes of stinky guy, stinky man's ass in my car oh. Oh. to get him where we go. Now, this may make you people think that that being a lift driver is a bad thing. Yeah. it's not. It's fulfilling. I uh, I meet a lot of interesting people. I, I speak a lot of different languages to them, none of which they understand. I I enjoy the diversity of the of the of the people who take lift vehicles. I really do, and sometimes you get the Nice, cute girls are really intelligent sports fans. It's a wide variety of people. I will it. say, yeah. Stinky Man bummed me out a little bit because <laughs> once in a while, if he would just take a washcloth to his ass, <laughs> I think everything would be fine for the guy. But apparently he doesn't. Oh, one more. I picked up, I call her, uh, what do I call her? Uh Dolores. Giant fat woman She And, and you know I'm not body shaming Because I'm kind of fat myself But I picked up this woman And she had two ba- Really really heavy bags And she was that's not. That She's carrying saddlebags. Very good, Ben. No, she was huge, and I picked her up, and she got in the car, and the whole car kind of tilted to the right, <laughs> <And Yeah. laughs> she was sitting in the back right. And I said, "Okay, well, it's you know, I felt kind of kind of bad, even yeah. thing, but I, I helped her lift her suitcases because it was a train station.
4: Did you put the ballast on the other side <laughs> of the
0: car? <laughs> I put the bags in the back. They were really heavy, so I so I picked up this. I said to the lady, God, what's in here? And I was thinking, your lunch? <laughs> but I didn't say that. Then I'm thinking, a couple of El Salvadorans you're smuggling into the country to do some work for you. And I didn't say that either. But it was heavy. And I said, So what's in the bag? <laughs> as I'm as one of my, you know, hernias pops open. Uh she goes, oh, that's like about three weeks worth of clothes, you know. Oh. You could rinse them out, <laughs> but no. So I, I then when she got out of the car, that was what it was when it struck me just how big this woman was. She was very large. When she gets out of the right hand side of the car, and I'm sitting in the car, the whole I, I was like, <sighs> honestly, I, I it went back to level, and I felt that this is weird, man. But God bless her; she's working hard, carrying you know foreigners into the country illegally. So she's doing a hell of a job on that. Do you have anything you would like to add to tonight's podcast, Ben? Nope. Because you're so quiet sometimes. Mm. Is it because I talk too much? Mm-mm. Well, Smitty, you know I have a um, I
4: have this, uh, <laughs> like a general knowledge quiz. If you want to take a I shot have a at this, a carnal knowledge quiz. It's just one of those things, you know. Uh, it's uh, you know, general knowledge things that you'd probably encounter every day. Yep. That uh, you don't think about a whole lot. Until okay. now,
2: yeah. Until now, Until you force us to. Like, do you know
4: what the uh, the beaver is the national emblem of which country? Which country? Which country? Which country? Which country is the beaver the national anthem <laughs>
0: emblem of? Oh, 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 oh! You're asking a question. The beaver is the international emblem <laughs> of, uh, Tasmania. Oh, that's very good. Mm. New Zealand?
2: What about you? What about you, Ben? I think Canada, but... Oh,
0: oh, Canada. Wait a minute, hold on. Why would we know that?
2: I, by the way, I know, would, because if you studied history back in, you know, elementary school or middle school when they talked to you about, you know, the fur trappers, I just might give it. you some oh, clue. Oh, fur
4: trappers. These are bits of information you may encounter on your daily
2: routine and that you wouldn't give much thought to. How about, how That's about. It? That's a question I've never, ever been asked, well, let, let it, alone my daily routine. I, I
0: know a song about a beaver. It's actually the Wrigley Gum commercial. You want to hear it? Mm. Let's, let's hear it. There's always fun at the Wrigley Zoo Wrigley Spearmint's fun to chew Younger folks and old grown-ups too Enjoy it while it's helping you We'll talk to Buster Beaver today Let's hear what Buster has to say My teeth have lots of work to do Like sawing tree trunks right in two It keeps teeth's edges sharp and keen It also helps to keep teeth clean With Wrigley Spearmint I can't do (laughs) this Holy crap How the fuck Uh, did you remember that? I don't <laughs> no, I've always had a thing for beavers. <laughs>
4: <laughs> the mind of Mike Adams. So All right, now. All right, here we go. Are we ready? <laughs> Here's another one. <laughs> Where
3: were we? I don't
4: know. <laughs> In which movie did Humphrey Bogart play Charlie... Casablanca. ...Allnut? Uh, the
2: African
0: Queen. The African Queen is correct. You know, and for years I thought the African Queen was Johnny Mathis. Hold oh, no, no. <laughs> no. <laughs>
4: Now, Ben has uh, two correct answers. By okay. Way. All right. Next. All right. We'll get this. Which singer's real name is Stephanie Joanne Angelina Germanata? Oh, that's Madonna. The-
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. It's pink. What was it's the name? It's uh, oh, Jesus. Seven- do it one more
4: time. S- Stephanie Joanne Angelina Germanata. Oh, Cher. E- Edie Gourmet. <laughs> <laughs> Edie Gourmet. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is Lady
0: Gaga. I banged her. Oh, yeah, I g- knew that too. Oh, She's got. All right, here's an easy one. See, I have dyslexia, so I've called her my whole life Lady Ag Ag. What kind of person? <laughs> that was terrible. I know. I, 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 that I let so that bad. one fly by. <laughs> <laughs>
4: All right. What kind of person shall not be honored on a U.S. postal stamp according to the U.S. Postal Service and the Citizen Stamp Advisory Committee? Tra- I, a pedophile. What, uh, that's a good answer, but that's wrong. W- what was the a question? Traitor. What type of person? What type? What kind of person shall not be honored on a U.S. postal stamp? An asshole. <laughs> mm. <laughs>
3: mm. They have a no-asshole <laughs> policy <laughs> on
4: there. Um, Don't that make your brown-eye blue. Hold on now. Our champion, Ben, is thinking. Mm-hmm. What? what kind of person shall not be honored on a U.S. postal stamp? A foreigner. Mm. Well, it could Ro- be. Royalty. Uh, no. Here's the answer. mm don't tell me it's Muslim. A living person, <laughs> really? Uh, a living person huh? shall not be Are honored. Are you
0: kidding me? Uh, you
4: got to be dead.
0: Holy cow! All so right. th- that's why you keep them. Yep.
4: All right. Here's another one, folks. I hope you can play along with this. <laughs> what is the name of Batman's butler? Alfred. Very good, Alfred yeah. Pennyworth. Yeah. The average human body contains how many pints of blood?
0: Um, twenty. Something. <laughs> how many? It's not an oil change. Well, how many is it? Uh, nine. That's it. That, really? That's it. The average body. Contains I got news for you. I got a hell of a lot more than nine pints of, of blood on, in me, especially when I get all excited. All
2: right. In which <laughs> you, in, you, you think that's new blood? That's coming yeah. when you get excited. Yes, it is. H,
4: <laughs> HG is the chemical symbol of which element? Hg um, My, hurt gonads. I would like to remind everyone H-G. listening right now that uh, we're having this uh, quiz with the supposed smartest man alive. Yes. in attendance. Uh, well,
0: but uh, let's not forget that all the drinking. Uh, the it's HG stands for the uh, the chemical symbol com- chemical compound of felonium. Wow, that's uh, wrong. What, what is it, Ben? Why are you asking hard questions? Is this school? Har- harja dr- grime room. This would be. <laughs> <laughs> it's
4: mercury. Oh. Mercury.
0: All right. Well, I guess that's it. Don't put that's mercury, in your, Don't put mercury <laughs> in your ass. Don't put mercury in your ass. Thermometers. <laughs> Thermometers. Up your ass. Up your ass. I've told you what the difference is between a thermometer
2: and a regular thermometer and a rectal thermometer, right? The taste? Yeah.
0: And it's got tol
2: Hey, and which do you really, I can't w- pass do you this really test? think any of that was general knowledge? Yeah, well, HG in, on the periodic table. right, you're sitting in a bar, you're having a beer. FE
4: is iron. And you hear, uh light my fire, you know. You know AU the, is gold. You hear the doors, and you say, "Oh, do you say, hey, uh, Jim Morrison's dead, of course, but what city is he buried Paris, in? Paris. Paris.
0: Oh, jeez, oh, that's very good. Aha, uh-huh. see, yeah. now you're talking in my wheelhouse yeah, yeah, yeah. over here. All I right. got the, you. The Pyrenees Mountains
4: range separates which two European France countries?
0: France and uh, okay. Italy. Uh, nope, very close, no. Aust- Austria and Switzerland. Uh <laughs> No. No? The Pyrenees. Oh, oh, you know what? I should have known this right away. Yes, of course. Mongolia and Saudi Arabia. (laughs) So close. So close. France and Spain. I said that! No, I didn't. You're right. right. God, I'm I'm not really smart
4: today, huh? What else you got? One more. All right, all right, here we go. One more. We've all seen the, the movie The Jungle Book, read the book, okay? Sure. Who was the leader of the wolves in The Jungle
2: Book? Baloo. Wrong. Blue was the bear. Blue was B- 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 the bear. Shere Khan was the the yeah. the the, the,
3: lion. the tiger. Caillou. Tiger. Yeah. Tiger.
2: It was Caillou. Oh.
0: B- <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm just a kid who's for each day I grow oh. some more.
2: Uh, no. <laughs> just need the bare necessities. Yeah. The simple bare necessities. necessities. So, but, but <laughs> who was it. about your worries? <laughs> who and was the and your your leader strife? of the wolves? That was Akala. Kala. Akala. Akala. Oh, that yeah. son of a bitch. You know,
0: honestly, I, I know it's partly because I did so poorly on this test, but yeah. that was a hard test.
4: Which planet is
0: closest to the sun? Uh, Uranus. <laughs> 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 it's getting warmer. Oh, right, let's sing a song and close down this puppy. How long have we been we, going? We need. Uh, we always have fun on this podcast. Is Joe Castiglioki coming by? Let's do a Joe Castiglioki. Let's right. do something from... I don't know, 1967. Still up say? to Joe, yeah. Take it away, Joe. This is from the foundations Build Me Up Buttercup, one of my favorite tunes. Gotta clear my throat. Hold on a second.
3: Ah-ha. Ah-ha.
0: Ah-ha. Why do you build me up, Buttercup, baby, just to let me down and mess me around? And then, worst of all, you never call me baby when you say you will. But I love you still, I need you. More than anyone, darling. You know that I have from the start. So build me up. Buttercup, don't break my heart. I'll be over at 10. You told me time and again, but you're late, you fucking whore. (laughs) I run to the door, I can't take anymore. It's not you. You rip me off again, you bitch. <laughs>
3: Maybe
0: try to find some time. And check out my my anus and I'll make you mine. I'll be home. I'll be beside the phone, waiting for you. Ooh, 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 ooh. Oh, oh, oh. Why do you build me up, Buttercup? Can you believe it, baby? Just to let me down, you sleazy slut. And then, worst of all, you never call me baby, like Joe Jerry Truppiano used to. (laughs) But I love you still. I need you. More than anyone, darling. Got change for a 20? (laughs) Holy cow.